0: Hail Sunday, the NFL on CBS is back with a crazy talented crop of QBs out West, possible MVPs in the East, and matchups to remember. Sundays, the NFL is on CBS. It's The Last Stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right, it is The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. Joining us today is one of the former unified, lightweight champion of the world. He's now campaigning at 140 pounds. He's known as the takeover. Tiafimo Lopez joins us back
1: on The Last Stand. Tiafimo, it's been a while. Welcome back to The Last Stand. right, it's great to be here. It's great to be back. It definitely has been a while, and definitely a lot has happened throughout our last time. So definitely looking forward to talking about these (laughs) things with you on The Last Stand, and um, thank you for having me. Let's get right into it, because how does it feel now
0: fighting uh, at 140 pounds? Uh, does, does the weight feel comfortable for you? Do you still feel as powerful and as fast as you were at 135?
1: Honestly, I feel much better, if, if it makes sense now, because um, it took me a while. It took me that last fight that I had with Kampa to get my body custom to everything, you know, and getting used to everything that happened to my previous fight with Cambosis you know, healing from all that at the same time. Now I feel at this time getting into ready um, with Pedraza and everything, I feel much better. I feel much stronger. I feel much, um, I feel more at, comf- like I'm more comfortable at this weight now than I was, I think, and, my last fight. And how long
0: do you see yourself fighting at 140?
1: Um, I see myself fighting at 140 as long as uh, to my body says, you know, it's time to move up. So it could be a couple years. Who knows? so it could be a year. It depends. You know, my, my goal really is to become a two-time undisputed champion. So it's really like, how do I navigate there? You know, just beating the guys they put in front of me and then next year fighting for those world titles and collecting them.
0: Yeah, so you got Jose Pedraza, December 10th, at the Garden. Now, the sniper has been winless in his last two fights. Uh, how do you see this one playing out in the ring?
1: Uh, you know, it's going to be a great fight, you know, overall. There's, uh, he's Puerto Rican. He's someone that definitely has a fan base, and he's someone that has. He's a former two-time world champion at the same time. So it's not someone that is just a walk in the park. Um, he had a tough fight against Richard Comey, his last fight. Um, you know, it's just, I guess I'm looking more of the notoriety of, of the fighters rather than just people wanting to um, put a fight or a face just to build that other person up. So um, right now we're just taking this fight. You know, um, I, I don't see it going past... Honestly, I've been feeling so great. Um, much stronger. My legs are coming in together now into this weight. So um, I really look forward to putting on a show on Heisman Night. Uh,
0: you know, I, I read. I'm going to hurt uh, him bad, something... though.
1: I'm going to hurt him bad.
0: Well, I, I, I read you said, hey, look, you know, good opponent, but not necessarily the opponent that I would have want." won. Tell me why. Why is that?
1: Well, because, you know, I'm, I'm someone that goes straight to the heads. I like going to the head honchos, the guys that are like the ones that they think are the best. You know, any champion out there, that's, that's the champion mindset that we have. It's a champion heart. And, um, you know, going in there, it's like I didn't just come here just to fight just randoms or anybody, you know, just to build my record. I came here to, to, to make a statement. You know, we did it with Lomachenko and it's just all about doing it at 140 and then moving up to 147 and just knocking them down. Um, Pedraza, I'm not overlooking him, Uh, I just, it was either him or Barboza, and, and I already had told him, I don't, Barboza ain't a big fish for me, it's not really anything for me, that's too easy, it's too easy, he couldn't even beat, he almost got dropped his last fight, so it's, um, you know, but we're just working on it now, and, um, just putting on a great performance December 10th.
0: You know, you know, your father uh, says, listen, you guys want Josh Taylor after Pedraza. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the plan? Is that what you want?
1: Yes, that is the plan. You know, I know Bob mentioned something about that a um, couple weeks back in an in interview. Uh, he mentioned that me and Taylor, after his fight against is if he's successful, we can uh, make a fight happen in the U.K. You know, and that's something I'm looking forward to. I'll go out there, you know, just trying to collect those belts. You know, even the WBA, um I know the WBC and the WBO right now they're you know they're making their well, not the WBO, the IBF. Um, but yeah, so all those things, you know we're just trying to uh, find find ways to become a champion and do it all over again, you know and take over. Well, you know the, the interesting thing is you have
0: Alberto Pollo, he's a champion now at one hundred and forty. Uh, Regis Pro he's fighting for the WBC title uh, here. Um and he says he's putting the
1: whole division on notice. Do any of those fights interest you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm a fighter, man. I, I, I am always gonna be. Yeah, I love to fight. You know, no matter what, blood, sweat, and tears is is my name. You know, I I, I bleed for this. So it's really just um making these fights happen. Really, you know, I, I look forward to seeing Sepeda and Pegeus. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good good fight, good matchup, a good uh, brawl. You know, and um, may the best man win, so that we could we could scrap. <laughs> I, I love hearing it from you.
0: Uh, again, I was reading uh, some quotes from your father, and he says, uh, Mark my words, Tia Fimo will be the undisputed champion at 140
1: pounds by the end of 2023. Do you believe that? I do. I think the moment I get that first belt, that's it. You know, once I get that first belt, we are able to unify and keep going and just keep collecting from there. Uh, maybe not 2023. It could be 2024, beginning of 2024. You know, because it takes a while. It does. You know, um, right now every all the belts are kind of separated right now, so it's gonna take three, four fights. You know, next year we're looking at trying to fight three times. You know, somewhere March, April, then in the summer, and then back again Heisman night. So, uh, just those are the plans. Those are the, those are the things that we have in mind. However, you know, none of these, none of these are gonna happen unless we go and do what we gotta do. December 10th against Jose Pedraza. Now listen, we know.
0: Tiafemo Lopez was a beast at 135. My question is, is
1: Tiafemo an elite fighter at 140? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think all these guys know it. So when they're talking, if you notice, now that I came into the division, more people talking about 140. A lot of people talking smack now. Progress is now starting to talk more. You know what I mean? Like Reach is starting to talk more. He's always been that type, but no one really got him out that comfort zone. You know? But I, I talk my shit too, and he know that. So... So when that that time come, I'm, I'm a real dog too, you know. When it comes to everything, and I just think that when it when it comes to stylistic uh, fights and everything, I'm too fast for these guys. Way too fast. They're too they're too um uh how can I say they're too forward. You know, they they're so easy to figure out, man. And I just can't wait to display that when when we get these fights going. I, I am that guy. I am that guy. I am the best. You know, forget the rest and fuck all these guys at 140 because they ain't got shit on Teofimo. They don't. You know after the Cambosas fight th- did you ever get a sense that maybe
0: um top rank was down on you or maybe that the relationship was was strained uh, after you took you took the loss to Cambosas?
1: no no, no if anything' it's, okay. it's it, it is what it is it's part of uh, you know what they say is like business not personal so mm-hmm. but i think that's i think that's b s however hey you know it's all about just you know brushing my shoulders off and keep it moving you know um mm-hmm. You know, we don't ever fail. You know, you know the time we actually do fail is when we quit. And, um, and there's no quitting to Fimo. So we're looking at just taking over, take over 2.0, you know, take over, take over, and just uh, put it on the show for everybody, really, man. I'm, I'm an entertainer. I, I, can't, I can't do what I do without, without the crowd, without the crowd, without the people, without the fans, without the communities together. I can't be who I am. I can't be that takeover. I can't be that inspiration for all the kids. So I'm looking forward to really, hopefully, God willing, that these fighters, that these fighters are true at what they're meaning to say. And that if they want to fight us, fucking make it happen, please. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know the best time to
0: prepare for growth is before the opportunity arrives, especially for online businesses. ShipStation sets you up for growth by directly integrating with every shopping cart and storefront. So your products are easier to find, easier to manage, and easier to get into the hands of happy customers. One way I like to avoid holiday stress is getting on top of our online products and shipping before the shipping season starts to get crazy. And the easiest way I have found to do this is with ShipStation. This way, we don't feel overwhelmed and have to play catch up and can feel reassured that our customers are receiving their orders on time. No more limiting your business to one store. ShipStation integrates with every platform, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, etc., making all things easy to manage, all of your shipping from one simple dashboard. And this helps to maximize your sales with minimal effort. Save time with consolidated order and management and automated shipping updates for every customer. Easily compare carriers, rates, and delivery times to get the most out of every send. And get the same discounted shipping rates as Fortune 500 companies, whether you're sending a stack or truck full. Join and support companies using ShipStation, such as Sock Club and Siete Foods. Ship more, grow more with ShipStation. And go to ShipStation.com today and sign up with the promo code LASTSTAND for a free 60-day trial. Start today and get set up before the biggest shipping season of the year. Again, two months free. Visit ShipStation.com. Click the microphone at the top and type in the code LastDan. Biggest lesson, Tiafimo, you think you learned after the Cambosas loss because you took so much criticism Mm -hmm. uh, after that loss, and not necessarily, I think, for actually losing the fight, but people kept writing about the reasons why you lost, and many called them uh, Deontay Mm -hmm. Wilder-type excuses, Um, who, you know, obviously you criticized after he he lost. In retrospect, do you think you should have just said, you know what, I lost the fight and that's it?
1: No no because there's more to it than that honestly there's more to it than that and and no one else out there is going to know that but at least the people that are in the in the sport of the boxing and everything in the world um now nah, i'm not someone that goes out like that can't especially when it comes to um being an undisputed champion and defending your titles even if it goes to a split decision look what they did with taylor you know what i mean so that's what i'm talking about you really got to beat the champ. i know a lot of people were talking about how i looked after the fight you know, but it's cool. You know, I'm just looking forward to uh, putting on a show, and uh, I really am um, looking forward to maybe even making a fight with Cambosis in a rematch. We could look at that sometime if he moves up to 140. I mean, who else can he? Who else is he gonna fight? I mean, he didn't have anybody. I made both of those guys, Haney and Cambosos. So it's like, who are they? These guys, you know, Haney's gonna fight Loma. Hopefully, I think Haney beats Loma. The way, the way uh, Loma looked against Ortiz, but, but you know, um, things could change, you know. Maybe he needed that to get that ring brush off. But. It's funny that you brought that up because I was going to ask you, do you think Loma is still the same guy you fought? No. Nah, man. Nobody's the same after they fight me. No one. I do a lot of damage to these fighters, and I do it in different ways, and I take a lot out of them. So, you know, especially with guys like Lomachenko, um, who's always on the move, always moving, always throwing punches, and especially when it goes to those championship rounds, you have to have that win, that, that win span and and that second win. So it's, um, you know, I don't believe that Loma is the same guy. I think that his age is starting to catch up on top of him defending his country. I think it has a lot of wear and tear to do with it. At, at any time, and especially now that Devin
0: is undisputed yeah. at 135, at any time did you say to yourself, man, I should have fought this dude?
1: Which one? Uh, Devin? Devin?
0: Devin, Devin Haney.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was the thing that we were going to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I was, I'm all in to fight Haney. Haney just overpriced himself, so top rank was like, we're not going to pay that. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to pay Haney when he didn't have a belt or anything like that for $8 million. You know, they're not going to give Haney $8 million to fight me. They're not. Honestly, I'll fight Haney for free, but. (laughs) No, for real, I would. I mean, I fought Loma basically for free. I went back home with like $500,000, but with four belts. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I'll fight I'll fight that boy for free because, honestly, I just want him out. I want him out. I, I want I, To be honest, I want a lot of these guys that are in my sport right now, I just want them out. I want to X them out. I want to fuck up people's business. I want to destroy what they have in mind, their plans. I don't care. This is a takeover. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm there to like, I want to dog them. You know, there's too many scheming, too many people scheming under my sport, and I don't like that. I don't like, so I'll take, I'll take, I'll take less. I won't even, I'll take nothing because that's how much I believe in myself. Wow. Uh, what about Tank versus
0: Ryan Garcia? What do you think about that fight? Are they fighting? Well, you know, they, they both agreed and, and it looks like this is a fight that now is going to go down at the beginning of 2023.
1: Uh, I thought it was going to be, I saw something where they had posted, uh, I think DraftKings or something where they already have Tank and, and Ryan on the, the sheet, but, um, Honestly, I think uh, when it comes to it, both fighters, if they're, if they're willing to do it uh, for the right money, because that's what they're really going to do it for, um, you know, someone's going to lose. Someone's either going to get knocked out or someone's going to have to take a loss. Uh, but it's not really a loss because we all win at the end because now we're seeing fights being made. You know, I think that's what people want to see. They want to see that the four kings of the 80s, you know, when we had all these guys. You know all the great champions, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Roberto Duran. All of them fighting. I mean, we mentioned it, and we. They, I know they try to bring it up, but we're, it's a different era. However, I think the moment that Tank and Ryan actually do fight, I think maybe now we have something rolling. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
0: And what do you think then about some of these bigger fights that falling apart? Obviously, Spence and Crawford, and, and and why, in your opinion, do fights like this fall apart? Because you're a fighter, you know. All of a sudden, you hear all these fans laying, saying, "Well, it, it's obviously one of them trying to duck the other one."
1: What do you think? No, it's no one ducking anybody. Really, it's more so they're just trying to do the. It's just trying to do Pacquiao Mayweather, and these guys are not Pacquiao, and these guys are not Mayweather. They do not bring that. Crawford is uh, a talented fighter. Spence is a dog, a man down fighter, a shark, right? But these guys don't bring nothing outside of the sport. Like, literally, they don't. And they only bring it in the sport. But they don't do anything outside. They don't branch themselves. Floyd did. Pacquiao did. People love Pacquiao to this day. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know that they want to make $100 million per check for each guy, but it's not, it's not for that. It's not for that. They got to just make the fights. It's, it's undisputed. At 147, two guys that they've been talking about for years. I mean, even before I became pro, which was six years ago. So imagine. And we've been talking about this. And, and these guys are still because of what? Promoters or who, who says, she says, whatever. Put the pride down and pick up your balls and fight. Just make a fucking fight happen because it is for the biggest thing possibly why we do what we do is to be the greatest at what we do. Not because of the finance. The finance is always gonna be there if you know you're the best. For for Crawford and Spence, y'all gotta really like tighten up. For real. Y'all really gotta tighten up because you guys could set the tone for all the other guys in the new, new generation. What did you want that? Rather than holding your peace and being like, nah, I owe, actually, I I I, I deserve that one more percent. No, nobody deserves one more than the other. You guys are – it's for an undisputed matchup, and it's for the biggest fight that we've all been wanting to see. One of the most anticipated matchups. I think even past the Javante Davis and and Ryan Garcia fight, for sure. And for undisputed, for all the belts, for all the marbles, and you just drop it like that. And then you want to compete with me on December 10th? Good luck, fam. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. We take over. Good luck.
0: I love it. That is funny. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Brian Custer. I want to talk to you about our partner, Athletic Greens. You know, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. And I got to tell you, I absolutely love it. Athletic Greens doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild. has that tropical taste. But I actually look forward to having it Every single morning. So what is this stuff? Well, one scoop of delicious athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Listen, it helps support better sleep quality for you, recovery, and it supports mental clarity and alertness is what I love about it. You know, AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits, and it's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself, and it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, uh, vegan, paleo, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens is for you, and it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing, really, in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you may have. So additionally, for every purchase, Athletic Greens is going to donate to organizations, help to get nutritious foods to kids all across the country who are in need, including No Kid Hungry, which is right here in the U.S. By the way, two years ago in 2020, Athletic Greens donated over $1.2 to meals, to kids. Now, it is the time to reclaim your health, folks. And all you got to do is arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutritional uh, supplement. And listen, once we get into that cold flu season, this is something that you need because just one scoop of water every day with Athletic Greens And there's no need for the million of different pills or supplements to look out for your health. All you're going to need is Athletic Greens. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens wants to give you free, a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash laststand. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know the deal, Tiafimo. We, we we let people who listen and watch uh, submit questions through social media. We got a number of them for you, so we'll get right to them. Uh, this one comes from Twitter, from Stizo. He says, Tiafimo, do you regret not fighting Devin Haney instead of fighting Kambosis, uh when you were the unified champ?
1: No, I, I don't regret any of the things because he was my mandatory. You know what I mean? If Haney really wanted to fight me like he like he pushed for Cambosis and stuff, then it would have been made. You know? We were just there with all the marbles and nobody wanted to jump on us. But then the moment Cambosis won, you could see everybody was like, oh, this is this is food. You know, because Cambosis is that. He's, that. he's just food. He is, that was all the marvels right there for everybody. You know, the only thing I probably will understand myself is I should have just dropped those, fu- those belts. I should have just dropped them. The moment I got COVID and I was still being sick and all that, I should have just dropped them. But, you know, I can't live mm. off the past. Now I learn from the future now. I learn forward mm. that if it ever comes again at 140 or something like that, um, I'm, I'm more experienced and I have that. that um, so it's a lesson. It's not lost. It's a lesson. Got it. Uh, Orlando asks, Loma was the top guy at 135
0: for a long time, and he, you go and beat him. So then, who is the man that you want at 140?
1: Um, as of right now, because he was the most dominant at 140, is Josh Taylor. You know, and then or the winner out of Taylor and Catterall, I would love to take that matchup. You know, um, either guy, I think it would be great for me and to fight in the UK. It would be a great um, mainstream uh, platform for myself. You know, that's why I'm trying to. You know, God willing, just push that, push that uh, movement. Right now, we're we're hosting Madison Square Garden. They gave me the big room, December tenth. You know, I'm excited. I'm grateful. Thank you to the Madison Square Garden, everyone. Um, And it's in New York. I mean, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. So it's really just building these fights, and um, I gotta do what I gotta do. Come, come December tenth, so we can make these fights happen next year.
0: Yeah, and certainly a large audience, especially coming off of the Heisman. Yes, Um, Chuck. Uh, from Twitter asks, uh, why don't you want to fight Barbosa?
1: Uh, like I said, I, the reason why I don't want to fight Barbosa is there's nothing on the line. It do, it doesn't doesn't bring me up. It doesn't bring me down. It's just a it's just a, a fight to to go through, right? But it's more help for him rather than for me. Yeah, okay. he, he's not gonna promote the fight like I will. I gotta promote. I gotta promote yeah. these fights. I gotta I gotta go out my way and, and spend fifty fifty or a hundred thousand dollars on just trying to promote stuff and push things out there for this fight. And that guy ain't going to do it. He's just trying to get his name and some, some clout I mean, you want to get on this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. You're right.
1: Uh, uh, Renee
0: says after coming back, have there been any distractions in your personal life in regards to your focus in your career?
1: No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly at a great mind right now. Great mindset, you know, great state of mind, you know, um, just really connecting so much more with, uh, with everything that has to align with us. And that's um, God, you know, just following that path and, that, and the righteousness, you know, just um, and trying to steer away from all that's going on right now, you know, so much of the anti-Semitic stuff that's going on and all this stuff that we don't really need to talk about here. However, it's, it's, it's more so I need to push that and think more of a positive suit, you know, so, because the moment you're positive within yourself, you can bring that attraction for others out there. You become an attractive person like that. Instead of being negative, always down and, and saying this and that. Like, My whole thing is really, my concept is really, how do I influence? How do I inspire the new generation? I got to put out for myself. I got to put that energy out. I have to be positive. I have to keep that mindset because if I'm down, then the kid that's looking up to me next is down. Because he's like, why is my champ down? You know, so it's, it, it, you. it's so much bigger than this. Like the sport of... Boxing is so much bigger than us athletes. And if you understand that, um, you know, God willing, you'll have a great career. Um, this last one from Twitter as Tia Fimo, in your opinion,
0: who are the top five boxers at 140?
1: Top five at 140. Uh, Taylor, number one. Dick Catero right after. Pro Grace, three. Sepeda, four. Number five. Um, mm, who else is at 140? <laughs> Where's uh, Tia Fimo? Oh, Tia yeah, I'm just talking about these guys. I'm I'm, I'm honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to list myself up on there. Not yet. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. I got yeah. it. I got it. Okay, Tia Fimo Lopez, we come to the last segment of the show. It is the last stand. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You just give me the first thing let's that go. comes to your mind.
1: You ready? All right, here we go. If, uh, you,
0: if you mentioned. In your
1: opinion. All right, let's go. No, no, no. Go, wait, go ahead. Say no, it. No, no. If I mention what. If you mention tank, like what do what do what do I think when you say tank? It's always the same thing. I just think he's, <laughs> no. he's fat, bro.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I, Man, we I stay like, we stay in the gym, man. So no, hey. that's hilarious. That's hilarious.
0: All right, best fighter at 140, not named Tiafimo Lopez.
1: Hmm. It's gotta be between Cepeda Pro Grace. It's gonna be a good matchup. Okay. Because uh, okay. pro awkward. Yeah. And But then when he hurts you or anything, he just goes straight, straight shot, straight shot. He don't do yeah. really much side shots. And then Pro Grace, he's someone that he's on the front end. He likes to put the pressure, use his legs, come forward. It's going to be a great matchup, I think, out of those two. Not even Taylor, because I think Taylor's going to move up.
0: Well, well, I'm, happy, I'm happy you said that because we had Pro Gray on here, and he said <laughs> – Everybody better be and mention his name when it comes to 140 because without a doubt that he's the best fighter in that division. So um, it's it. I tell, know. Tell, tell I know he, he's going to see
1: this. Well, yeah, he can see this all he wants. I mean, I'm a I'm a real guy. I'm not going to go and sugarcoat or say anything. Yeah, I see what I see. That, that's good. However, when you see me, you know when you see. <laughs> good luck, bro. Good, that's all I say. Good luck. Yes. Okay. okay.
0: Second question.
1: Best fighter right now.
0: At lightweight at one thirty-five is who? Uh, Devin Haney.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, out of Haney, Tank, Garcia, which one of those guys do you want to fight more? Haney. Mm.
1: Haney, because I, I see how. Um, yeah, it's like a. I can see. You know what the problem? I can. I'm gonna I'm hit something. That a lot of these. Come on. These fighters. Because everything is up here everything yeah. everything majority of everything that we do about ninety percent ninety two ninety three percent of it is up here and that other that other percentage six seven percent is is what we do with it right it's the the actions these fighters they have if you look at i i look at patterns all right brian i look at i look at the system i look at exactly what's going on and what i can see from my my Privial vision or, you know, um, is the fact that they're just trying to build these guys to have more confidence in themselves. You see what I mean? So you, I'm confident because I earned my confidence. Mm. You get what I mean? I went out there as a dog and I just said, give me it. We're going to take it. And we did. That's why we call ourselves the takeover. So we didn't have to, no one had to build us to make it there, to build that confidence level, to, to have that mindset of, okay, okay, I think I am the best and I think I can do this. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of these other fighters are being built to that that process of believing that they are the best. But they don't even know within themselves. You know why, Brian? Because when they fight, it's so much different. Too much concern. Too cautious. Too concerned about getting hit or looking bad or getting wobbled or anything. Of course, as the fight goes on, you got to be observant. But... Do you trust yourself? Do you have confidence mm. within yourself? And I don't think a lot of these fighters do. Even the ones that a lot of people are looking up to right now, I don't think that they have that. I think that they have more cockiness rather than confidence.
0: Interesting. Really yeah. interesting. Um, give me the one fighter that really gets under your skin.
1: That's no one that gets under my skin. Um, I'll say what gets me under my skin is um, the business. Yeah. That's it. Uh, okay. It definitely steers away from us fighters. Like, my mindset would definitely, uh, it definitely has changed seeing how these fighters are moving and how the promoters are moving and how the managers and, you know, so on and so forth. It's definitely changed my way of, of time frame of, of thinking of how long and this and that of my frames. Because it's, uh, I did this to fight everybody. You know what I mean? Win, lose, or draw you know, for those belts and to, to let it be known, that, hey, Teal Female was that guy that just fought anybody, didn't care, you know, and went out there and did his best. Uh, that's really what I, and if if I'm not going to get that within these couple years or so, uh, we see what happens. Uh, what weight class do you see yourself finishing your career in? I think uh, 154,
0: 160.
1: Okay. Yeah, because, um, no, like, I'm a big guy. I really am. I have a big back, wide back. You know, and it's just taking time. You know, um, I was at that weight for so long, for like eight, nine years. At 35, almost a decade. So, like, your body is definitely different now when you go up. When you go up. And those five pounds is definitely a big changer. Like, I know Spence has been talking about he's been at 47 for 10, 10 years. Right. Already. You know, so eventually he's going to call it, too. Uh, so it's Crawford. I mean, we're all going to grow, and uh, even myself. So I, I think I'll finish my career, uh, God willing, healthy and everything at 54, 60, just like uh, Mayweather did.
0: And and because we're talking about going up, one guy that always named comes up because they say, hey, look, he's too big for 130. Now he's at 135. He'll probably be at 140. What about Shakur Stevenson? What do you think about Shakur Stevenson?
1: Shakur is a um, solid solid fighter. You know, he goes out there, he's a technician. You know I mean? He may not have the, the power effect. and He knows that, you know, but he has the skill set to back him up and the IQ. So I think it's going to be um, – but I don't know if Haney and Tank and those guys are going to fight each other because they're, like, friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, there ain't no friends in this shit. I don't even, like, I, I'm, I see all of them and stuff, but I, I'm not, I've always been the outside cast. Yeah, because you got to understand, like, we're going to end up facing each other eventually. So I, I'm not going to be all friendly and all of that. Last question. Are you still the takeover or the take back? Nah, take over now. You know, my father's been saying take back. I'm like, nah, we, we back taking over. We back. We back. It's like we never left. So, you know, it's just just that, man. Uh, take over, take over, pushing that. Um, this is not the take back. This is the take over, take over. This is just a whole nother uh, landscape. This is something that I think a lot of people need too, man, um, they need some excitement. They need some shows, they need, you know, we're gonna bring out the Prince Nassim, uh, those those moments, those days that he used to do uh, before he used to go and entertain the crowd. You know, I'm doing my research, my study. You know, I really want to take my time. This is my art. This is my craft and this is my canvas. Every time I go out there and those lights are on and I fight under those lights on the best platform, that moment right there is for me to let everybody know like this is my artwork. I want y'all to see this. You know, and I think I learned that with Bruce Lee. He was like, be, be like water, my friend. And he became his own thing. He made his own Uh, g G Gikun, do and all those things. So, uh, just being your own person, really. So, I'm looking forward to doing all that, really. Man, let me tell you something.
0: It is good to talk to you. I can't wait to see you December 10th because New York City.
1: You're back home. I mean, that that's gonna be fire. It really is, you know. And especially being um, back since my last my last fight at the Garden, but this time in the big room. And you know, just. A Heisman night. Uh, It's a huge night. And I'm grateful. I'm thankful to God that I I ended up... We worked so hard to make it that my night. You know? And now we have that. And now we're going to headline it at the Garden. The big room. Where the Knicks play. Where the legends are born. And and we're just going to be shooting threes. (laughs) <laughs> but with my with my hands so exactly dropping bombs i love
0: mm-hmm. it uh f- folks that's what we do we bring you the biggest names in the sport and i'll tell you what one of the biggest is this man right here the takeover TFmo lopez thanks for watching everybody we'll see you again next week
1: Hail Sunday, the
0: NFL on CBS is back with a crazy talented crop of QBs out West, possible MVPs in the East, and matchups to remember. Sundays, the NFL is on CBS.